So last night were the Emmys. Yeah. Know, did you did you happen to watch them at all? No, I didn't really watch them because I was watching football, and then I started a show yesterday, so I was kind of dive uh, deep dive into that. Okay. But I kept up with the winners as they were coming through on the on the feed and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, I uh, so I well, we're gonna be talking about malignant later, but so I watched mm-hmm. that last night. Um, but I was yeah. recording the Emmys just because you know I think I, I mostly just wanted to see it for like Ted Lasso stuff, and they they won big last night. They um, won seven awards, I think, right? Um, I don't know. I don't have the count. Uh, I see one, two, three, four. Four acting categories, so maybe that was... Oh, no, four... Oh, wait, f- hold on. Three acting uh, three acting categories, and then one for the... They, best, they won Best Comedy Series, too. Mm-hmm. I don't have all of the, like, the entire list in front of me, just like the main, the main ones, but... Yeah, I ended up just recording it uh, just so I can just fast forward through all the crap I just don't care about. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many advertisements. Like, you know, I think uh, this was like the first. Uh, this was the first award ceremony that felt like a pre-pandemic ceremony. Yeah. Where you know all the people were in attendance. Um, Seth Rogen made a joke at the beginning that they were outside, but they were still in a like sealed tent anyways. So like, what's the difference? Um, but you know, it felt like, it felt like an actual ceremony. You know, this thing was like three, 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 almost three and a half hours long. Oh my Um, God. Yeah. Well, I recorded it and it was three hours, but I didn't see the last, like, I didn't see the winners of like the comedy series or the drama series just because my recording cut off. So I didn't get to see it. (laughs) It's Um, been long enough. (laughs) Yeah. It actually, you know, I actually love, I love watching the in memoriam sections and Mm -hmm. it actually ended like right before, uh, right after that, that, that portion ended. So that was nice. Um, But so, you know, I've now that I, you know, that I've seen some of these other like, post-pandemic award ceremonies where they were shorter um Mm -hmm. they award ceremonies need to be that because this was way too long like cedric the entertainer hosted this and they put in way too many like comedy type skits that i just fast forward through like i watched this whole thing was like again three and a half or so hours three and a half probably like three fifteen three three and a half i watched it in under two hours just mm-hmm. because of my DVR and just fast forwarding through commercials. But then I, I fast forward through a lot of bloat, like just stuff that didn't matter. Um, you know, that's why I think the Oscars, you know, they were doing so well the past few years of not having a host. Like, well, it's this just is like, why it just feels like it's a lot of nonsense. And, um, I hate to say it, it's like, it's just been done so many times over so many years, like a host, that whoever does it, it's gonna just feel kind of like it's been done before, I feel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like... Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, you do like your comedy shtick in the beginning, making fun of people, and then... 
you know, you have your your jokes throughout the ceremony. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes they're funny, but they, they pick, like, half-ass funny people. Like, like I, I, I don't know. I like Cedric the Entertainer from, like, his comedy back in the day, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. He has a show on NBC now or something, so it's probably why they picked him. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but, yeah. I, I was surprised to, to see him. I had no idea he was hosting it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't care to watch him. Like you said, like it's a lot of fluff. And if I don't watch and I just tune into the results, I still get, I still find out who the hell wins. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it like I think I usually don't watch the Emmys, um, but because I'm so invested in Ted Lasso, uh, I just you know I really wanted to watch it, um, and. Uh, my one of my favorite characters is um Hannah Waddingham's character in Ted Lasso. Um why am I blanking on her name? Rebecca? No, what the heck is her name? Yeah, Rebecca. T- She's the owner. Yeah, right, Rebecca? Okay, it is yeah. Rebecca, yeah. I, w- I was I didn't think it was for a second. Um but she ended up winning for best supporting actress and like just seeing her reaction to mm-hmm. winning was incredible. Like she was just so happy. Like I, you know, I listened to an interview with her a few, uh, like a month or so ago. She was on the Collider's, one of the Collider's podcasts. So it's like mm-hmm. girl talk. Like what the heck is it? it it's pretty much uh, Perry, this uh, Perry Nimeroff and Roxy yeah, Perry Nimeroff and all them. Well, it's just her, and she she. Um, uh, she just interviews the women of Hollywood, and Hannah Waddingham was was yeah. on it. And honestly, you know, her, that's a, sounds like a really cool show. It is. Perry's actually does a really good job. Yeah. She does. She has like nice, like kind of segments. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's in the beginning. very, she's very in it. You know, like yeah. like she asks very good questions. Oh um, yeah, she does. She she actually gets a lot out of um mm-hmm. out of a person. Like yeah. You know, it's funny. I was going to bring up, well, here, I'm going to, I'll, I'll say what I was saying. Actually, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, before I get to this other part, but, um, but with, with Hannah listening to her interview, um, you know, you, you just learn a lot about her. She came from the theater background and stuff like that. And she actually said at the end of her speech, please give this theater group a chance. Like, please, please, please. Like yeah. she was, she, you know, just kind of a shout out to them. And just kind of hearing her story and coming up and now her winning an Emmy, it's just like, you know, that's awesome. You know, so that's, it's great. Um, yeah, but then, I love yeah, her you're... in the show, dude. Like, she's she's fantastic in the show, oh. along with everybody else. I, mean, I know. Yeah. You know. She, she's, oh, she's the best. She's so good. Um, but do, real quick to go back to Perry, because at the, um, I'm going to link this back together, but at the Emmys, Conan O'Brien, um, he he was having way too much fun at the Emmys, apparently. Uh, so, you know, he, he's a big jokester, but there was a point where, you know, every time, like, at, at an award show, the president comes out and does, like, a long speech about something. But Conan, he, you know, the president comes out, and Conan is just giving him the best standing ovation this guy probably ever had, going nuts, doing, you know, going crazy. And then um, uh, he he ended up losing uh, a category and he was sitting next to someone who had just won an Emmy and, you know, they were joking around and let him hold the Emmy. <laughs> but then but then later on, 
So this was two times already that, you know, the camera focuses on Conan. But then later on, uh, Stephen Colbert, show, Stephen Colbert sh- won. Now, his show didn't win, but he won for uh, some documentary he did. I forget exactly what it was. But like Conan. Stephen G- Colbert? Yeah, joke, uh, Steve, uh, Conan jokingly went on stage with Stephen Colbert. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right, Conan, now you got to just like relax. Well, Stephen Colbert was up there with like. 10 other people and Conan went up as well because it was like a big I think it was like a writing Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the heck it was I have to get it in front of me Um, but um, but I'm like all right Conan you gotta like you gotta like chill for a little bit so I don't like any of those guys man like well so 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 real quick this was for Stephen Colbert's election night 2020 democracy's last stand building back America great again better 2020 it was a God. it was a yeah it was a variety special it won outstanding uh, variety special God, what what a yeah. what a fucking handout I know like, Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah well so it was up against uh, celebrating America an inauguration night special the 63rd annual uh, Grammy Awards the yeah, Oscars, shit. <laughs> The, the Pepsi Oscars Super Bowl halftime show. The Pepsi like, Super Bowl halftime show. Like, what is this shit? Yeah. Like, that's because yeah. there was no live performances. In I know. <laughs> like, Jesus yeah. Christ. So, so to link it back to Perry, because you were saying she's a really good interviewer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Perry's excellent because she brings so much out of a guest. I have recently stopped listening to the Conan podcast uh, called... Um, it's like Conan wants to be your friend or something like that. Well, I can't say I can't remember the name of it. I'm I'm terrible with names. Good, but, but don't plug it because he's a he's a fucking hack. Well, I don't like, like him. I really used to like him, but he is kind of so full of himself that he doesn't let his guests talk. It, it's him, maybe asking a question, but then like he goes off into like a comedy riff, mm-hmm. like he just. He just spends all his time like not talking about this person. Like like, you know, I want these people to come on and like, you know, actually talk about themselves. Where Conan just like, you know, it's just like a bit to him. And, you know, I guess maybe that works for some people, but it's not how I, you know, I want to listen to these these guests on the show. So I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. You know, we're gonna talk about one thing to the next, but that's <laughs> Uh, that that's my opinion on the show, and I I recently unsubscribed because it's just it's it's annoying. So no, I I hear you, man, and uh, you know I don't know that that's just why I don't like watching like television anymore. And now it's like the the more and more that TV is like and mainstream, I feel is like muddying the water on the internet with like all their crap and clickbait along with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And like, and they're realizing that they're just slowly dying on television. I think I've heard of like four news anchors in the last month that are starting their own podcast, and are yeah. like, and are like getting off television for the most part, and they're starting a podcast. Yeah, and it's well, it's like, funny. Yeah, it's funny you say that, Willie. You know who Willie Geist is? No, but I know who Rachel Maddow is, and she's getting a fucking podcast. Yeah, well, yeah. So like Willie Willie Geist, he is on NBC. He does like a Sunday show, but he started his own show called the Sunday Sit Down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know he just interviews guests. The first one I listened to was The Rock, and it was amazing. He actually, right. you know, he knows how to interview a person and actually get stuff out of them, you know, and it's great. Um, so yeah, it's it's funny you mention that because you know he's an anchor who just kind of started his own show. 
And then, you know, we watch uh, every morning we always have on um, the NBC Today show. And mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember. Is it her first name is Hoda? I can't remember her last name. Uh, so again, terrible with names. But, you know, another one of the anchors is getting her own show as well. So Yeah, I mean, every morning or like whenever they post it, it I listen to Breaking Points for like my news. And, okay. they, and then like those two came from like a like a YouTube channel. But uh, even they broke off and like they're doing their own thing now. I, I'm just curious to see all these quote unquote personalities actually, you know, see their integrity and see if they actually want to like reinvent themselves when they go to the podcast stream or if they want to just continue to be a like a fake caricature and you know just do what they were, what they were doing on the internet instead of just on television yeah yeah no I you know yeah. yep no totally get it yeah i don't know i mean it's interesting to see i mean yeah tv you know cable is kind of it's just know, dying it's dying i mean funny enough we watched you know we we still watch it every day. My, you know, my my wife likes likes the cable and everything. Um, but uh, likes the cable. Likes, <laughs> likes the cable. <laughs> However you want to describe it. Uh, but, is, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know last week and just staying on Ted Lasso for one more second, I caught up. I realized I was two episodes behind. So I yeah. watched um I watched the Man City episode and then I watched the the one after that. It's like Coach Beard After Hours or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really care so much for the Coach Beard episode. I think it was like a it, it I don't even know if it actually happened. It, it, like <laughs> it, it it feels like one of those episodes where it's so surreal and he's mentioned being on like mushrooms for a game by accident. Where, yeah. he, like, maybe he just, like, drank tea while he was watching television when he got home. And, like, that episode's, a, like, a mushroom trip. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, funny. I think, so without, like, going into spoilers of Ted Lasso, you know, I think with the with him, you know, I, I feel like they, you know, they haven't really had him too much. He's just been, like, a sub, very smaller supporting guy to Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. You know, his his right-hand man, but they haven't really focused any story on him besides like, you know, this whole dating this crazy woman bit. Jane. Um Jane, yeah. And it seems like they were just like, "Oh, let's throw him a whole episode." But yeah. I think at the the uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about spoilers just because, you know, it's in the middle of a second season. I still want yeah. people to go watch the show. But I, I guess this isn't spoiling. I just don't know if it like did anything for the show. You it know, didn't. yeah. It, they they literally didn't go anywhere. They literally did one night, and then it was like next day. And you know, I, I really liked the episode before this. Yeah, one that night. was re- that was a really yeah really good episode. Yeah, I love how vulnerable yeah. this show is getting, dude. I know. It's so interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, they, they won big last night at the Emmys. So, Hannah Wanaham won Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. But, like, Juno Temple was also up for Best Supporting Actress, who plays Keeley. Um, and then for Best Supporting Actor, Brett Goldstein, who plays um, – why am I blanking on his name? Um, uh, fuck. The why British I... guy. Uh, um, yeah, the British guy, Jesus. He Jesus, plays, Matt. Uh, <laughs> 
Terrible. Um, what is his oh, name in the show? God. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh my God! So we're, we're so bad right now. It's Roy yeah. Kent. Roy Kent. He plays Roy Kent. <laughs> but I mean, he was also nominated. Like three, the three other supporting actors were also nominated. You know, Coach Beard, the other assistant coach, and then the guy who works um, for Rebecca. So Jeremy Swift, Nick Mohammed, and Brendan Hunt all lost to Brett Goldstein, who was Roy Kent. So, like, oh, it's crazy. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. But, dude, yeah. Brett Goldstein was a writer, right? And then now he acts and he's getting – and he just won an Emmy. No, I think Brendan Hunt, who is Beard, Coach Beard, is a writer on the show. Oh, uh, okay. I have yeah, I'm pretty confused. sure. Because I think uh, – out, Outstanding Writer – because uh, Ted Lasso won for writing, I believe, as well. Um, nope, I lied. They were they were nominated. Uh, so Brendan Hunt wrote a couple. Yeah, two of the episodes um, Brendan Hunt had wrote were nominated. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Anyways, but Ted Lasso won big. And then The Crown won big. Are you a big fan of The Crown? Have you yeah. watched that? Yeah, I watched that. I think I skipped one season, but I watched the most recent one. And okay, yeah. It it was really good. Um, yeah. I also want to call out that Ewan McGregor won for Halston. Yeah, you said it, you watched that, right? That's on yeah. Netflix? Yep. So, best yeah. lead actor in a limited series. And he went up against Hugh Grant, uh, Paul Bettany. I don't know why the fuck he was nominated. Hugh Grant got it for The Undoing with Nicole Kidman. I know, that show is not that good. Yeah, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, and then Leslie Odom Jr. for Hamilton. So. I do not think Hamilton should have been nominated for anything. No, I don't know. It's it's a Broadway show that was aired on TV on TV, and it's being nominated for this stuff. I don't I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know how almost, I feel about that. It's almost like why didn't they put in the Heights on there? Or did that come yeah, out I guess it's year? not good enough to be nominated, yeah, but I yeah, I don't know. I I feel weird about seeing seeing that. Now that you say that, I kind of agree. Yeah, That's... I don't know. It's just like why? I don't know. I just feel like it's not a real TV show. You know, it it was filmed live on Broadway and then put on TV. Mm-hmm. Like. I just don't think it deserves to be up there with all these other shows. So know? it won it won best variety special. Exactly, like the the big award for, like across across those and But uh, like what it went up against were like shorts. Dude, what the f- I'm done. I'm <laughs> this is why I don't watch this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mostly just, you know, like I said, I don't really watch the Emmys, but you know, there's some there's some entertainment. How do you about put a two it. and how do you put a two and a half hour recorded show up against Friends the Reunion, a West Wing <laughs> oh, yeah, special, Bo Burnham Inside, and David Burns America Utopia, and then Dave Chappelle's Eight Minutes Forty Six. Like you're putting it up against things that are less than thirty minutes. No, not all of them. Like Inside was uh, like a long comedy special. Which I have to watch because everyone says is like amazing. I've never you know? heard of it. No, I've never heard of it. You know, well, you know Bo Burnham, right? Uh, hang on, I gotta see his face. Yeah, he's yes. he's a yeah, you know, he's a comedian. He's done some good stuff. Um, but so he did this comedy special on Netflix, which I really need to watch, and I have not. Um, 
but he he filmed it during the pandemic so it was just him he like wrote edited it shot it did all this stuff um he did it in his house like in quarantine by himself uh, and just kind of put all this together and you know it's very highly rated and regarded that uh, just being you know just said it's awesome so directed edited cast all Bo Burnham yeah it's pretty much just him (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy but um uh but yeah so I mean that's uh man we spent about 20 minutes on the Emmys I don't really I don't really have much else to say so I mean the big winners uh, Ted Lasso won for best comedy series and the crown won for best drama series. So both, you, you know, well-deserved. I mean, I loved, I, I wasn't going to watch the crown cause we, we started a few years ago and I was like, this is not for me. I don't like it, mm-hmm. but I really want to watch the latest season now that it has princess Diana in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, I got to watch the other ones now. So. Uh, we watched it and, you know, first season was awesome. Second season was pretty good. Third season was pretty good. But then this fourth season was excellent. So, um, and then yeah, the main I, guy I, who played Prince Philip, he won too yeah, for best yeah. actor. And Olivia Coleman, who plays the queen, won for best actress drama. So crazy, crazy. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis won Best Actor Comedy, Ted Lasso. And then, dude, you have to watch his show. So um, Best Writing Comedy, Best Directing Comedy, um, and Best Actress Comedy, Gene Smart, went to the show Hacks. Have you watched the show Hacks on HBO no. Max? Dude, it's so good. It's really funny. You know, a half-hour show. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much Hacks is about these uh, – you know this this comedian who's been in the game for so long has tons of money uh is in a residency in las vegas um she ends up getting kind of teamed up with this um writer who's kind of been outcasted from hollywood you know this writer just really needs a job and she was hired to kind of help write jokes for this new comedian played by gene smart Mm -hmm. um you know, it's really funny. It's it's excellent. You should you should you should check it out on HBO Max. Yeah, this thing won seven awards. This show. Yeah, yeah, one you know for best writing writing for an episode and directing an episode. It's really it's really good. And Jean Smart is phenomenal in it. And then her her uh, her co star uh, Hannah it's a, uh, Einbinder. Yeah, what is her name? Hannah Einbender. Yeah, Hannah Einbender. Yeah, she's she's like a comedian, you know. I don't think she was really in anything before this, but now she, you know, her she's gonna skyrocket now. But I, I'll give it a shot, man. I'm in. Dude, it's yeah, it's great. Yeah, check it out. We we just kind of put it on a whim, and I was like, damn, this show's really good. It's definitely one of my favorites this past year. So, um, good stuff. Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown won big. They won you know almost all the acting categories for limited series slash movie so kate winslet evan peters and julianne nicholson all won so good she should have man she fucking she embodied that role kate Winslet. yeah like Mm -hmm. she was so good that show was god that show was like just relentless Mm -hmm. and and then at the end it felt like never ending you know like you're just like oh fuck 
and then like something happens, you're like, oh fuck again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They always they always pull you in different directions and stuff. It was it was really good. Yeah, but so. that show did it like well. Like there's other shows that drag on at the end. Yeah, well, that's what the undoing was. Like the first yeah. few episodes are really good, but then the last three were just like, okay, this is just this is just not good. Yeah, like, it was so if obvious. You, you like know? if you kind of put them if you put them up against each other, they're pretty much the same show in different like um, areas uh, in the country. You know, between uh, New York yeah. City and for, like kind of if you kind of like put things together, like it's pretty much the same kind of plot where you know they're they're giving you so many um like red herrings of you know ooh who killed this person who did it you know mm-hmm. and then at the end of each episode it ch- your mind changes of who it might be so right um but yeah so the undoing did not do it well but mayor of east town ooh chef's kiss so good yeah it was really good uh all right well i think that could be it for the emmys so um, I honestly, on. yeah, I mean, I don't honestly don't have anything for what we've been watching, mostly just because um, I've just been catching up on, you know, some TV. Uh, I have some stuff I don't want to talk about just yet. Um, but, you know, I, I mentioned everything. I mentioned a lot of stuff super briefly last week that we chatted. So, you know, go check out the voyeurs like I mentioned last week. Go, go watch that. But um what, do you, what about you? Do you get you have anything you want to discuss? Um, so the morning show season two started on Apple TV. Yep, watch that. Uh, I watched that first episode. Amazing. I, I love like I love this show. Like the writing in this show is so well done. It it feels a lot like um, uh, the newsroom. Mm-hmm. In oh, a way, sure, yeah. like like the the quality of writing, even the kind of situations, or like like the the attitudes of the characters, I would say, like feel kind of similar. Like Jennifer Aniston and Jeff Daniels in this second season, I feel like they both are starting in the same position that each of their characters were in the start of season two of their show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but. Um, I love the acting in this show, and I'm like I don't even know if they're bringing back Steve Carell. Uh, he wasn't oh, yeah, in the know. first episode, so I'm curious what they're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, but definitely excited to keep watching this. I I will say this: I started watching. Um, Are you moving on to something else now? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go? Well, yeah, I'll just comment. Yeah, because we watched the we just we watched the morning show first episode as well, and you know we just caught up on the first season, which we talked about um, a couple weeks ago. We just kind of binged through that, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, happy now that the second season is here. Um, and it's already off to a really good start. I I love I actually you know I love the ending what they kind of did with like New Year's and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know this isn't a spoiler I don't think but they're gonna tap into COVID somehow because you know in the very beginning of the episode they kind of go into it so I was like all right well and then they kind of do a flashback but so I'm I'm very curious to see what happens there but um, Billy Crudup's character is just. He's so outlandish, like. Yo, he's amazing in this. Like, like I love him so much, but he the way he's like, 
he acts. He's just, I, I don't know how to describe him. He's just like a kind of a goofball a little bit. But He's a goofball because he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And it, and it like, and he's extremely like forward thinking. Yeah. And he just feels like somebody stuck in like time amongst all these <laughs> idiots. So I think he literally gets like, he like I literally think he just laughs at the ignorance of like his whole situation, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 I love his character. He he, in this first uh, episode, he's my favorite character in yeah. the season so far. Oh, so good. Like and I, I and it's kind of like you like him to hate him or whatever. But like I don't hate this guy at all. Like mm-hmm. he he is literally trying to fucking like figure shit out and he's yeah. doing it in like an impossible manner of like chaos mm-hmm. and he's brilliant i mean it's it's he's I, like yeah like like i love him i love it so much yeah it's good stuff highly um highly recommend so uh what what were you gonna say what else did you want to watch um so I started. I'll stick on Apple TV, really, or Apple TV uh, right now, and I started season one of C, and that's with Jason Momoa. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really good show. It's kind of a slow burn. Uh, like it, you're entertained by the fighting, and the, like, like it's just interesting to see like all these people. So. The show essentially takes place like hundreds of years in the future, uh, post-apocalyptic Earth. We're taken out by a virus. All the two million there's like two million people left, and they are all blind due to this virus. So it's now been like hundreds of years since the last two million people, and mm-hmm. you know everybody's blind, and it starts following this tribe of like essentially humans that have gone back to like I'll say hunter gatherer kind of like you know earlier days of living like hunting and making fire and all this kind of shit um and it's it, it's it's definitely a show that you have that like you have to like watch and get into uh the fighting in it, in it is really cool the how like they live is really interesting cuz they're blind so they put like certain aspects into just their their how like I don't even know like they run ropes everywhere so like they kind of like know where they're going mm-hmm. um, which actually seems pretty obvious but <laughs> I thought it was cool uh, but no it's 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 a good show uh, you know I think I'm on episode three so I just got to keep going yeah well this next this new this latest season seemed really interesting because Batista's in it right the, yeah the, yeah so I I'm hoping he's a better bad guy because like I'm three episodes in and it doesn't feel like there's like a not like a clear villain but like a strong villain mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah um so yeah I'm watching that and then there's a lot of good stuff coming out it, it looks like on uh, Apple TV Plus because just, uh, did you Apple... watch the trailer for Finch for uh, no, I didn't want to the trailer, the new Tom Hanks movie. Um, I want to watch it, though. It seems pretty cool. Dude, it looks dope. They released it today. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, pretty much he has, like, his companions are, like, a dog and a robot in, like, like a post-apocalyptic type world, right? Yep. Yeah. 
He builds the robot. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. It's like C-3PO and a dog <laughs> and, and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, with the, the Apple at the Apple iPhone event, they talked about Apple TV Plus and they put out like a, you know, a montage trailer of all these sh- new shows and movies that are coming out. And I'm just like, damn, this looks like a lot of good stuff. Like there's a show called Foundation coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's based off some of Isaac Asimov's work, who's who was you know really big science fiction writer. Um, so I'm really interested in that because that looks cool as hell. Like I love like crazy sci-fi type shows. Um, oh yeah. So you know I was re- I really liked the show Raised by Wolves, which I think you would like, Eric. That um, was on HBO, right? That was, I was on uh, HBO. Yeah. Really, Scott. Yeah, mm-hmm. really Scott produced show. Um, so excited for Foundation, you know, but yeah, but ch- yeah, I gotta check out C eventually. Yeah, and then I started watching Future Man today on Hulu. <gasps> oh, you did, <laughs> dude. <laughs> show's nuts. <laughs> this show is so incredible. I'm watching it, and I'm just like, this is literally nostalgia porn. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Just done in such a funny, like meta way. There is so much shit in so many different movies that are just dropped in. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so good. And um, what's the what's the guy's name who who's the main character in that? I, I didn't pull it up. I fucked up. Um. Uh, why am I blanking? He was in Hunger Games. Oh, Josh Hutcherson. Josh yeah, Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. He's he is Marty McFly, and it is like fucking hilarious (laughs) it is so funny Haley Joel Osment is in this Osment Osment yep yeah six the sixth sense yeah he has he has a bit part yeah yeah it's a good show I haven't been watching as much as I like I think I watched like one episode in the past week I have to I have to get on that um yeah I'm like three episodes in okay yeah I think I'm only like seven maybe so yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun i'm i i really want to keep watching just haven't mm-hmm. had the time there's so there's, there's so much that we're watching right now like i actually like listed out all the stuff that we're watching i was like oh my god there's there's a ton of stuff like i wanted to watch the show the lost symbol but i haven't even gotten to that oh yet. uh we watched the first episode of that oh know, really my... what'd you think um Oh no! I don't like the guy that p- plays Robert Langdon. Oh no! Um, you know because like in in my mind's eye, I view Robert Langdon as Tom Hanks. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And this this guy just sucks at acting <laughs> compared oh, no. to Tom Hanks. But um, this show feels very like corporate television to me, and I don't like that kind of. Feel. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like a you know it's it's on Peacock, but it feels like yeah. a NBC produced type show. Yeah, like very typical, like just show, you know. Yeah. And they and and it's like he's Robert Langdon. He's supposed to be like this to me, confident, like brilliant guy that sees all the intricacies and stuff. And like, well, the thing with Robert Langdon is like at least with me, he always like. 
he always feels like he wants to be hesitant on doing stuff and he kind of gets like forced into doing things um like i never i don't know if i see him as like like he definitely knows his stuff but to me he doesn't come across like as someone who uh, no he does be feel confident oh man i don't know i'm trying to i know what you're trying to say he's He's reluctant yeah. to get involved, but yes, like, yes, he, it's yes, just yes. by happenstance, like, or he's forced to, yes, kind of, you know, get involved. And like, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, great, all right, well, now I gotta do this. Yeah, so. like, like we watched the first episode, and I was kind of iffy about it, and then I was like, ah, eh. I was like, ah, eh, we're going to sleep. Let, let me put on Angels and Demons, and I'm just watching Angels and Demons, and I'm like, <laughs> now parts of this movie aren't the best right like the concept is kind of okay but tom hanks as robert langdon is solid like yeah he's makes sense to me in the movie like how he reacts and 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 just like just tom hanks as an actor this guy they write him and he's almost like scared like it's Mm -hmm. like like they make him like soft and and um and i just like i don't like that like i hate like I get it. Like our heroes have to be flawed today, you know. Like and and they have to overcome. You can't have like a you know a perfect person or a Mary Sue. Everybody gets upset, but it's like I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like this guy's like a character from a book that goes on these adventures. Like, <laughs> what you, like what are we gonna get in like a Sherlock Holmes movie? Like a scared Sherlock? Like and he's got a become. Like, like, give me a break. Like, he's fucking Sherlock Holmes. He kicks ass. Like, he knows his shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, So it's like, I, I just don't agree with it. And I'm only one episode in. So I don't know if I'm going to keep watching. Interesting. I'll have to check it out at some point. Because I, you know, I it's one of my favorite um, Robert Langdon books. Yeah. Or in the in the series. Like, I think it's great. So I'll yeah, check I'm not it trying out. To, I'm not trying to, like, totally deter you or no no i like it but it's just not my kind of uh like show no i hear you i think i have more um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh i don't know the word i'm looking for here but i I think i'm just more willing to like watch those like cable type produced shows than you it seems so yeah yep all right well anything else otherwise we'll just move on to malignant anything else you want to chat about no, no, no. Let's move on to Malignant because I, we need to talk about this movie. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Malignant. Uh, we're gonna be doing spoilers on this. Um, so, you know, if you haven't watched Malignant, I would go watch it. It's now streaming on HBO Max, but also in theaters. Um, I actually really wanted to see this in theaters, but time it, it's just so crazy, and time like is just so hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just easier to watch at home. You know, I'm actually really happy we could watch these movies at home, but I also just really miss going to the theater. Like, I need. Oh, to, I, I, I wish I can go more. So. I totally agree with you. And if I saw this in the theater, I'd be, like, standing up and screaming and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love watching... <laughs> I love watching horror movies in the theaters, but I also hate it because um, cra- there's more reactions from the crowds, like, in horror movies to just, like make you get you pissed off you know when i say reactions i mean if there's a scary moment people try to make jokes to release tension and stuff and i just i don't like that it's annoying so 
Um, anyways, so Malignant, um, spoilers starting now, but this is the, uh, this is the new James Wan film. You know, James Wan did, uh, you know, Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring, Part 1 and 2, Aquaman, uh, Furious 7, you know, he's done so much. He got into the action game, um... So, Malignant, what it's about is Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Um, I got that from IMDb. But, so, I mean, so, Eric, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Um, Well, my first thought on this movie after watching it is Warner Brothers did not know how to market this movie. And it's honestly, a, like, I hope it's not to Malignant's detriment, because I even watched the trailer for this, and it didn't really tell me anything that the movie, like, it didn't give me anything about the movie. It almost, like, <clears throat> I, don't know if you, I don't know if you watched the trailer, but... It, I haven't, me, but now I, you know, now I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, like, I almost want you to watch it, because they almost made it feel like, um... Like the Amityville horror like thing, like like something takes over in the house and some shits going on and it just feels very rinse and repeat almost. Like it almost felt like uh, the Conjuring Part Four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then watching this movie, I was so like the first five minutes of this movie, I'm just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Right now? <laughs> And then it just busts into this, like, almost 2000s feeling kind of horror flick. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I could see that, yeah. It felt very, like, mid-2000s. Um, I was getting a lot of, like, the Ring vibes from this movie in some points. Yeah, a little uh, bit, yeah. And the cool thing, but could, I guess, also be criticized, was I would say maybe 30 to 40 minutes into this movie you're still kind of unsure about what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Like, like you kind of have like a clue, but then like from 45 minutes on, um, they like, they start doing the reveals and you kind of understand the beauty of James Wan's like storytelling, yeah. like his, his beautiful misdirects and lack of information and stuff like that. Like he, he does it the best. And, I, I, I wanted to mention this. The camera work in this sh- in this movie was um like oh, amazing, inc- incredible. There's one scene where he does this like over the top <laughs> shot of her wa- like walking through the house and stuff. And I remember watching it, just being like, "God, I can't wait for Matt to watch this because he's gonna <laughs> love this movie." Like, <laughs> yeah, that that shot was so creative. Like, it's like, it's a. Uh, it's kind of like you're looking into like a dollhouse mm-hmm. and the camera's following her from the kitchen through the living room and then up the stairs into the hallway and then like into the bedroom. Like, yeah, it's like a three dimensional th- floor plan. Like when you're like looking yeah. at houses and it's from the top and, and yeah, like this, this set must've been so cool. Like I need, yeah. to, I want to see like the behind the scenes of like how they did that. Like that's so neat. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was, that was really cool. And then just like the camera work and everything. Um, and then the, and then the final act of this movie is, just, yeah, the, here, let's, let's save yeah. the final. Yeah. Let's not get there yet. Like, All right. Cool. Cool. So because, so with the, I want to riff off the camera work stuff. Cause 
James Wan has gotten so good at this. Like to me, this movie kind of was like a like a horror action movie. Oh, like yeah. sci-fi. <laughs> like, like because there's like a really good chase sequence um, that you usually oh, don't see in like yes. horror films. Like I felt that was more of like an action type sequence. Mm-hmm. And then um, again, I don't, I don't want to get too much into the final act, but there was like a gun shootout and like and like another fight scene in a prison, the prison cell scene. You know, we're in spoilers, but like, oh my god. Like, his action is so good, and I'm like, I noticed because, like, if you go back and watch Aquaman, he shot a lot of the same action scenes in this movie, like he did in Aquaman, where yep. he used a wide angle lens and slow and he, motion. No, it wasn't uh, some, so, so I'm not enough, some of it was slow. But you did see like the the characters moving and like fighting and doing all this in this like very wide angle lens, and he did that same exact thing in Aquaman. I think he experimented at first in Aquaman, then he brought this over uh, into this movie. Um, you know, he's done some really cool stuff, and man, it was you know I love the action sequences <laughs> in this movie, um, but. Yeah, I mean the the story. I was just kind of wondering, like, what, like, what is, you know, <laughs> what the heck was going on? And then, yeah, they have the, you know, the big reveal of it. You know, I was always, I wasn't sure if it was going to be her or not. I was like, it, it's, it's definitely another person. Like, she's not imagining this. Like, because mm-hmm. he chased somebody, he's doing something. So. Um, well, mm. but it ended up being, you know, her, but as the, uh, evil what do you twin, even call that? Yeah, I don't like, know. What do you, Gabriel. The, yeah. Gabriel, the, you know, the malignant twin, whatever you want to call him. Dude. So that shit was disgusting. Yeah. It was pretty, there was some pretty gross stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I loved, um, I, I love the symbolism of the weapon that was used in this movie. Was what was the, the tr- symbolism? The health trophy? Yeah, so the health trophy for, like, top surgeon or whatever for the woman that essentially, uh, who was it? It was... Dr. Florence Weaver? Yeah, we're... Oh, yeah, Dr. Florence Weaver. So she was, like, the head doctor at this, like, obvious, you know research facility for young children and all this kind of shit and Mm -hmm. experimented on kids and you know probably helped some and probably tortured others but um she had a trophy on her shelf in her office that was essentially it looked like a knife surrounded by like the double helix and like then another horseshoe kind of thing and Mm -hmm. uh like Gabriel killed her with it and then used that and sharpened it as a as a knife and yeah. like used that to essentially just kill I, I, I'm gonna say at least a hundred more fucking people in this movie mm-hmm. like <laughs> the, the fucking bloodshed in this movie is wild I know it is insane yeah like, it's pretty nuts but I, I will say this when 
that chase scene happened with the detective and and the creature i'll say um i kind that kind of gave it away to me before the big reveal in the prison in the prison cell oh really you think so yeah, because I'm like, what the fuck is this thing running backwards? Like, <laughs> like why is this thing, like, it, it just didn't, like, I don't know what it was. It just didn't feel right to me. I was like, there's something off, and this isn't some, like, Babadook shit. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, it has to be her just, like, having a split personality. And, mm. like, that's kind of what I thought. But initially, I thought... It was like, I was kind of close. Like, the opening credits of this movie and the imagery they give you kind of hint at, like, what the movie is about, if you pay attention. Okay. Um. So I thought that... I like, have to rewatch was, the opening credits. Yeah, like, like I, I really thought that this creature was, like, con- a conjoined twin at the head, and then they, like, cut the conjoined twin off and she went off and then became evil or whatever but this was just like next fucking level like what the hell it was <laughs> yeah this uh, yeah this thing is nuts um i like the whole explanation of how you know he was reactivated by getting her hand head slammed against the wall or whatever um yeah that's brutal dude. i know yeah i think um I kind of like the the cop in this movie, K. Like, mm-hmm. I like that they made him like competent. I think I don't know. Yeah, like I appreciated that. They made him like competent, respected, um, even by like his superior, uh, Re- Regina Moss. Like, she, you know, she was like the funny, like grizzled older cop who, you know, like that's her role. Yeah. Um. But she still like respected this guy. Like he wasn't like a rookie, you know. Like like which is what sometimes they typically do with these kind of movies to make it convenient to make it harder to like find the killer or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I'm you know I'm glad they didn't go that you know he didn't go that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. They um. Uh. You know, she just she didn't like brush his stuff aside. Like even though he would like come up with like crazy theories or whatever, she was just like, "All right, well, let's check it out. Let's do it." And now instead yep. of just like dismissing him and stuff like that, you know, the the old horror tropes. But yeah, and that shit's like annoying, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what what did we just watch? Uh, clickbait, and it was kind of like stuff like that. Did you watch that yet or no? No. Oh, okay. Um, but so many other things watching it's so tough. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're right. I hear you. It's yeah, god. No no time. I mean, there's time, but so many things. Got to watch. fit it in. I know. So, I was listening to a couple reviews about this movie and you might know what this means better than I do. Okay. But a lot of, like, you know, I listened to Chris Stuckman. He did a review of this. So did Jeremy Johns. And they both said that there's camp in this movie. Do you know what that phrase means? Yeah, like it's it's campy, meaning... um... Oh, is that what it means where it just, like, knows what it is? 
Yeah, but it kind of, you know, when I think of campy, it means like it, it kind of goes back to like the roots. Like you even said it earlier, how it reminds you of like a 2000s horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it's kind of like I, I, I think of campy and kind of nostalgia as the same thing okay. where it's 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 silly and it's not taking itself too, too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um but also kind of playing off the things that, you know, we remember. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that involve are involved with that word camp. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of how I see it. And, you know, I think there was definitely a lot of that in this movie for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this movie doesn't shy away from, like, just pushing the limit with everything. Yeah. Like yeah. and they don't and they don't even care to try to explain it, you know. Like they just they just give it to you. Yeah. No, for sure. So so um. So real quick, I had googled. You know, saying a movie is campy. What does that you know? What does that mean? Um, and it says camp is an aesthetic style and sensibility that regards something as appealing as as appealing because of its bad taste and ironic value. A common example of camp is 1960s Batman's television series. Um, oh, the Adam West version. Yeah. Yeah, that's really campy. <laughs> yeah. Now I know what that means. Okay. Yeah, it Intentionally exaggerated or thematic genre elements, especially in television and movie motion picture mediums. So pretty much just like things that are just overly emphasized in the genre. So, right. Um, I could I could kind of see that in in this movie. But I agree. This movie was kind of an action horror movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it turns more like kind of action towards the end. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I think the beginning was very much, you know, more like, especially the first like sequence where the like the the fiance got it, like, where he got he got killed. Like, that was like very horror esque. Oh, or, yeah. Like, I was just, you know, I said out loud, like, oh, oh, like, you know, I, I had a reaction to it. Oh, um, but yeah, man. I, I was, I was just sitting there, like, mouth open this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Um, I like the sister in this movie. Um, you know, because I, I think, you know, cause she actually believed her. Well, I guess it helped because of the mother. The mother was just like, yeah, something was off, you know, but, <laughs> but the mother didn't come until later, but the sister was very much like, listen, I believe you know, my sister, what, what can we do to help? You know, she didn't like, she didn't dismiss her. Like, you know, you would see in a lot of other movies, you know, yeah, it, it yeah, didn't yeah. have a lot of those, like, you know, the stereotypes that you would see in like horror films. So. Right. And that's a, that's a good point too, with that, with the detective K where he didn't yeah. really dismiss, you know, he was just like, uh, okay. Like, exactly. Yeah. He tried to make sense of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I thought that that whole sequence of the sister with the with the adopted mother with them going through the videotapes I thought that shit was so like intense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then well, I think it was I think it was deal. being cut with her in the prison, right? Yeah, like her in the prison getting her ass beat. Yeah. And like and then they reveal this like fucking parasitic looking half formed thing on the back of her neck or and head and shit. And yeah. It's like ah! Yeah, I was like, like, oh shit, that is <laughs> that is gross as hell. Oh my god. And and then like they give you a little exposition, but it's like it's done in a good way. And then the yeah. reveal is her just like coming out in the fucking prison cell and mm-hmm. just kills like twenty five women. Yeah, and then, and then the yeah, that the shit was ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that shit was nuts. Just the the disregard for human life. I know. <laughs> and they don't even have to explain. It's like, oh yeah, no, now she has super strength. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, at the end, and he was like, "Well, if he had it, then I have it." So yeah. she just lifts up that hospital bed. Oh my god, dude! That. That fucking that one of the oh god, what when when she shoots her sister in the head at point blank range? Oh yeah, like that will be burned in my fucking brain for the rest of my life. It's like that uh, is like a little less bad than the scene in Hereditary Mm. that has been burned in my fucking brain. Yeah, nothing will top the Hereditary sequence. No, oh god, oh. Uh, his his new movie's got to be coming out soon. Who? Uh, Ari Aster, the guy who did Hereditary and um, Midsummer. Yeah, he's got a movie coming out called Disappointment Boulevard, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Ooh. Michael Gandolfini. Really? Parker Posey, yeah, Amy Ryan, yeah. There's a bunch of good people in there. But, um, but yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, trying to think what else, like, you know, I, I, I think James Wan is just, this was one of his best directed movies, I think, like, mm-hmm. he's just, he's just getting better, like, every movie, like, it's just, it's just, to me, it's just funny, to see him mix his horror films with his action films now, like I think that's awesome. <laughs> like I love it. Yeah, you know? I'm wondering if he's gonna create this like new genre of film, or like at least like influence a new genre or style for like a horror action movie. That's like what we want for Doctor Strange, right? We and they hinted at it being like a like a horror element kind of action superhero movie so yeah i don't know I, I i'll watch anything that james wan makes because everything that he has made and i've seen i love it yeah i mean he's he's you know he's firing on all cylinders i mean you know he hasn't uh, like i feel like every single one of his movies that have come out i you know i loved you know mm-hmm. do you ever see his, his one of his first action film death sentence with uh kevin bacon Kevin Bacon? Yeah, like I think if I remember um his family like was like killed like um by like this 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 gang and then Kevin Bacon decides to like go after 
the gang and like just kill them like one by one. Yo, I have seen this movie. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's yeah, really I good. S- but I just that was see the cover. Yeah, that was his first uh, first action movie. But yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's filming the new Aquaman right now, so that'll be fun. Yeah, so he's filming the new Aquaman, and then he's also. Uh, what does this say? Looks like he's co-directing Insidious 2 or Insidious, um, the Dark Realm. The Dark Realm, yeah. He's also executive producing a TV miniseries for Aquaman. Sick. Well. All right. Well, we're we're at like an hour now, so let's um, let's wrap this up. Anything else you want to um? You want to chat about with this? No, no, but uh, definitely go out and if you can and you want to go to a theater and see this, go see it. If you want to watch it in the comfort of your own home so you can scream. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Halloween's here. Watch it before, uh, you know, it'll disappear off HBO Max in like a few a weeks. Days. Uh, no, it's there for 30 days. It came out last oh, weekend, so... I guess like you know mid mid October to probably disappear. So, but um, all right. Well, Eric, uh, I don't know. We have to figure out what we're gonna watch for next time. We'll have to. See. Yeah, we gotta we gotta discuss that, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, but all right, guys. Until next time. See you later.